Hello, everyone, and welcome to New Consciousness Review. Our guest today is Kahu Fred Sterling, a healer, author, and medium for Kira El, a seventh dimensional being and master guide. After a childhood of great poverty and hardship, including life in an orphanage and six stepfathers, Kahu Fred served as a combat medic in Vietnam and went on to achieve considerable success as a businessman. He gave that up to follow a spiritual calling in which he claimed his Native American ancestry and shamanistic gifts, awakened as a medium, and founded the Honolulu Church of Light. He pioneered signature cell healing, a modality which is both the title and the subject of his latest book, Signature Cell Healing, Awakening the Chromosomes of Youth and Vitality. Welcome, Kahu Fred. Well, welcome to you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, it's my pleasure. Now, Kahu is a title. Is it like from the word Kahuna? It actually is. It's a, the Hawaiian word for spiritual leader. Aha. Which was bestowed to me by a, a group, um, I believe Hawaiian warriors came to a seminar, was not involved in the seminar, and um, they just came to tell me what they wanted to tell me, and they bestowed that title to me, and I've loved it ever since. Very good. Very good. Now, you served as a combat medic in the Vietnam War. Have you always wanted to be a healer? <laughs> No, 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 no. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go to war either. But uh, <clears throat> this whole process was uh, the infinite wisdom of the uh, uh, U.S. Army because I was drafted during the Vietnam conflict, and uh, they saw that I was working at Denmark State Prison for the criminally insane, and they um, decided to make me a medic, which mm. is their infinite wisdom. Uh, yes, <laughs> Army now, intelligence. That's right. Now, right after that, I got out of the Army, and I couldn't find a job, so I got a job driving an ambulance as an attendant in an ambulance. So I guess maybe it was, right? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, you became a businessman and quite a successful one, didn't you? I did, absolutely. And without going into great details, it was an automobile business, and I say I was just a car salesman, but I wasn't just a car salesman. I, I didn't have a lot of formal education, I mean, enough to high school and so on and so forth, but uh, I was challenged by someone to say that um, I could not make much of a salesman, so I said, well, I could, uh, I'll try it anyway. And 20, over 20 years, I became a general manager, and that's the apex in the automobile industry, a general manager. Mm -hmm. I had a, a, a quite illustrious career because uh, I had two cars, one for myself, one for my wife, uh, country clubs, six-digit incomes, all the trip trappings of, of a very uh, prosperous young man. Well, what made you turn your back on that? You, you, uh, you. <laughs> well, it's spelled K-I-R-E-E-L, Carol. That was really started the whole journey right there because um, uh, a 1987, 88, 1988, I was introduced to him, which is a story in itself. But uh, see, you've heard of, of people like um, 
the Sleeping Prophet. Um, Edgar Casey. Uh, uh-huh. Edgar Casey and, and others. Well, basically, I'm the only one other than I, I'm the only one I know of. I'm sure there's many, many out there. But I'm the only one I really know of that goes into this trance state when he brings his guide in. And that means I go to sleep, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's unique, at least uh, to me it is. But anyway, um, this is, I was a general manager at, at Acura Point in uh, uh, Sacramento, California. And uh, doing, as I said, quite well. And uh, Master Carroll came in and he said, uh, oh, we got to do something to do. And he, it, it led to a lot of conflicts and so on and so forth. Anyway, uh, I literally walked out of that job one day and said, okay, I, I, I quit. I, I'm, I'm not going to be here any longer. And they said, you can't be the general manager. You can't quit. And I said, I can because I'm going to do it. And um, came back to Honolulu. And there I was. Um, Channeling Master Carol, and I, you know, I tell you these things, Marion, because I, I, I think everybody can understand what I'm saying. I, a six-digit income to, from six-digit income to zero overnight, and I asked Master Carol, I said, "How am I going to make money at this?" You know, what I mean, people don't want to talk to somebody sleeping on, on, on the on the floor, but he said, "Well, we'll do some things. We'll, we'll, we'll write some books." And I said, well, "Wait a minute." <laughs> <laughs> I can't be writing books. I don't know how to write a book. He said, well, I'll help you. I said, right. So he wrote a couple of books, and, and then uh, he said to me one day, he said, uh, what I'd really like to do is I'd like to get you started uh, on your healing journey. And I said, uh, what's my healing journey? And he went on to explain it, and there I was with it from that point forward. I was on the healing journey beyond my wildest expectations. But that's where it came. How long did it take you to get over the hump of thinking maybe you were going crazy to actually accepting that this seventh dimensional being was speaking to you? Oh, it was really bad because uh, <clears throat> when I first met him, uh, I was sound asleep. <laughs> uh, I had taken my wife to see a, another channel person. In fact, he's talking to someone at the church a couple days ago and talking about she happened to be in that whole mix of this thing. And... Uh, I went to see you this. I, I wanted to go with my wife because I didn't trust these people, you know, the mediums and channels and all this other stuff, you know. They're too weird. So I went with her to protect her. And, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I was so taken by this young lady, and I, I don't, she's probably not showing anywhere right now, but um, she was talking about things like death experiences. And this is like 20, 20, 20, 22 years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And... I had to get my head wrapped around that for starters. Anyway, long story, I'll make it really short. I went, I went home that night and told her, well, you're going back? She said, yeah, I'm going to, three times. I said, okay, I'm going to go with you all three times because I don't like these people. They're strange. And, uh, but I really wanted to hear it because this is interesting stuff I was telling you right now. Went back the second time and the third time, and then one more time beyond that, I, I, <laughs> this is what it was unbelievable because what I did was the, the, the ladies come in to see this other lady and they'd wrap up the, the chairs around in a U-shape and she'd sit, sit, sit in front of the top right? Mm-hmm. And what I did was I would sit out behind where the ladies were sitting. So I'd give you a picture of that. But there was 
<clears throat> and what I did was, as it was relatively boring that night, and I just fell asleep, basically fell asleep. And um, when I woke up, the, the, the U shape that were facing this medium was facing me. And luckily, my wife had a tape recorder, and that was my first thoughts of being a medium, uh, my first experience of being a medium. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you this, you asked me, did I, did I think I was in line? Yes, I did. I, I freaked out completely because it was, he spoke with, um, um, uh, he spoke with a, a, a Scottish accent, really deep Scottish accent. Couldn't hardly understand him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I didn't do it for like months after that. I didn't want to try it, you know, but then they kept after me, kept after me, and I did a couple of private sessions with people, and they were so thankful and so giving, and, and I didn't charge anything, you know, I was embarrassed by the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um, over a period of time, I started doing this whole process and writing books, and everything fell into place. Yes, I, I noticed the, the Scottish brogue coming through the transcriptions in your book. Um, <laughs> you, you begin your book with a description of uh, a stroke that you had. And it's interesting, I know at least four other channels who have had strokes. I'm wondering if it could be a function of the energies that you're running through you. Do you have any insight on that? I, you know, I've, I've, asked that, I've been asked that question a number of times, and I've always said, I don't think so, because I don't want to put any energy in that thing. Mm -hmm. I had a massive stroke, I mean, down and out, that was really gone. But I, I heard what you just said, and maybe 30 or 40 people have told me the same thing. So it may have something to do with it. I don't know how it could be, but I guess it's, it, it definitely is possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well... Okay, as you say, we're not going to put any energy in that direction. And you. <laughs> now, how did you come to believe in energy healing? Was it all through Master Kirill? Yeah, basically. He's, he's been with me from day one all the way through this whole process. But he's been so patient with me. Um, it was about uh, 2003, 2004, somewhere in that day. I'd have to check to be sure when I did my first uh, talk with him in public uh, to a, an audience, so to speak. And it was, it was relatively hard for me to do it because I didn't know what to talk about, right, you know? So I just told him I'm a medium and um, I'm going to go sleep, basically, and that's all I did. And poof, and he'd come back, and I'd come back and people were fawning over me and thanking me and blah, blah. Oh my God, it was, it was embarrassing because I don't know what they're talking about, right? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but then I started listening to some of the tapes and I think, wow. What? God, his knowledge was so expanded and, and powerful. His, my voice is lost. All, most of my luster is gone on my voice, you know, from the stroke beyond. But <laughs> I can tell you this. When he comes in, you know it's him. You, there's no question about it. And if you do question it, it's all right, because I don't care. I'm going to go to sleep anyway. But I, I, I got into this healing because he would tell me, um, he, he relates a lot to uh, Master Jesus. Now, I don't care about your belief system, so I'm just sharing what I'm sharing. He 
He read it a lot with Master Jesus, and he says that Master Jesus was probably the most prolific healer that's ever visited the earth plane in the last uh, five or six centuries, something like that. Uh, I thought that was pretty powerful by itself, right? Because Master Jesus, I always thought, was like a, a religious leader and so on and so forth. But he, and he doesn't deny his religion, but he said, Master Jesus said, I mean, Master Hill said that Master Jesus was a prolific healer and healed masses of people. And he, and he couldn't tell me all these things and da 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 da. And he, he patterned much what he talked to me about, not to make me a part of Master Jesus. Please don't let your listeners hear that. But <clears throat> it was patterned, much of my healing is patterned a, a lot of things that Master Jesus did, you know. And uh, you, if you read the book, or if you had an opportunity to look at the, at the book, this young lady came in to me, uh, uh, Baratania Street here in Honolulu. I'd only been holding for a, a matter of months, basically. And I was, I'm not making the, <laughs> I'm not making myself rich by any stretch of imagination. And I still haven't, you know, but this uh, lady came to me and she said, uh, um, Kahu, and she was coughing, <laughs> really a hard cough. And I said, what's going on? She said, well, I, uh, she told me the story that she had uh, an attack on her left lung and some kind of disease that she had a mild, mild lung word to attach it to it. But it was really about uh, this fungus got a hold of her lung and started to hear lung. And what they did is they cut her bottom half of her left lung off. And they said, well, that's the best we can do because it, it can't be cured. And uh, two or three years later, and she started getting the cough. She knew she, because it was, she just knew it. Mm -hmm. so she finally got the courage to go see the doctor, and they told her. And they told her like this, there's nothing we can do for this. You, you, you can't cut off another half a lung. You can't do it. And it's in your right lung now. So basically what you got to do is get your, get your stuff ready and get your kids aware of what you're going to do. And because you about four or five to six, four to six months, you're going to be dead. You're going to die. And uh, that was about three months into this whole process. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and... Uh, um, she came to me and she said that she went into a friend at, at the, the supermarket down there and and she told her friend told her about me and she said i've got nothing to lose I, i'm a, a fully religious person i'm a uh, catholic and so on and so forth and um i i don't know what you're going to do but if you do anything fine if you can't then i'm going to die and i said well gee we don't do that right now anyway so i I went to work with her, and over a matter of about uh, uh, two months, this is again a long story, I'm sorry, but uh, two months later, uh, I was sitting at home one night with my wife, and uh, the phone rang, and it was her on the phone. She said, Kahu, can you hear it? And I said, what, do you, what am I here? She said, listen, listen, listen. So I listened, and I couldn't hear anything, and she said, Wait, give me, uh, my husband wants to talk to you. So her husband on the phone, he said, Kahu? I don't know what you did. She hasn't talk, coughed since 8 o'clock this morning. And this is 7 o'clock at night. And we have never had this length of, of time without her coughing. I think you might have cured her. And I said, well, that's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> What's I going to say, right? So, um, and she came back in the next week. And she said, uh, I don't want to go see the doctor. I said, you got to go see the doctor. 
because Master Kill told me from, from day one, you don't ever interfere with the doctor world. You don't don't try to be the doctor, just heal. That's all you do. And so after I talked to her into going to see the doctor, and the doctor said, um, I don't know what he did about talking about me, because she told him. And he, he said, I don't know what she's done, but I can tell you this, they're going to have to rewrite the medical dictionary. And I said, whoa, that's good. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that, that was my first healing of any magnitude, and maybe one of my favorites, because she was such a kind lady. She came in to the church, uh, or uh, it was in the healing center at that point. It wasn't even a church at that time. She came into the, the healing center, and she, she did a film for me, and I, I got some tuck away something. I don't know where it is. But it's, she was so kind and, and beautiful about this whole process. Mm. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure she's still alive here, and this is like 20 uh, wow. years ago. So wow, wow. Now, you call your modality signature cell healing. What is the signature cell? Well, I can tell you this. I, I'm, I'm going to a little story, a little tiny story, hopefully tiny. But when you and your when your parents came together to make you, Marion, if you your sperm from your daddy and your egg from your mommy, what you get into there, and and I'm not trying to prof profess anything. That's the way I understand it. Master Kirk explained it to me. When your daddy and your mommy came together and this as sperm got into the egg, that was your DNA from your mommy and daddy's portion of this whole process, right? But at some point, the God creator, the creator force, God, whatever you want to call it, comes into this whole process, and you're interjected right into this thing right now, and that is the signature cell, basically. It's what I call, Master Cure called the signature cell, but it's just a cell, another cell, and when it winds up in the pineal gland, and the pineal gland's up in the, underneath your brain, tucked in under the biggest bone in your body, and so on and so forth. But it's right there at that point that's where your life began and you know i don't want to i don't your listeners may get they might be hanging up on you right now because <laughs> um people they don't, they don't like to hear stuff that they don't understand or they under they don't, they've got their own belief systems and so on and so forth and i can i can totally agree with them totally agree with them but that's the things you sell right there yeah. Now, you, you say that the signature cell actually is kind of connected to our DNA and our life blueprint. How does that work? Well, that's the blueprint. When, you, when your mommy and daddy came together, the sperm and the egg, you had to get in here. You had to get into this whole process. So you came into this, this one magical moment of time and space when the, the creator... I, Jesus, tough one, but I'm going to tell you like it is. The way I believe it is, is when you've got the sperm there comes together, a life formed, and then you've got to have your, your own blueprint. You've got to have your own blueprint right there. Now, I can tell you this. If you ever attend one of my classes, I go into depth on these things because the blueprint is the, is the most important part of our whole journey. It is so profound and so filled with energy. Like I say, let's say you're going to be 50, 40 or 36 years old, something, I don't know how old you are, I really don't know. But say you're 35 years old, and you've got enough DNA in your body, and, and it's wrapped up so much powerful into the blueprint, you've got enough blueprint to last 250 years. You know you're going to last 
uh, maybe, uh, like the max is 100, 110, something like that. But let's say you're 45, 50 years old, and you've got another 150 years left of, of, of blueprint, and, and how can that be? Well, it, it can be done that because the God Creator knows what our capabilities are. And uh, that's, that's right there. That's one of the keys to our whole thing right now. And once you get to this thing, the blueprint, the blueprint is so empowered. Now, let me back up a little bit because when you come in, you're going to be, you'll be the, 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 the biggest football player in the world. You come into this God Creator's light comes in here, and you come in, and you have all the plans, and you come down to, and your mom and daddy have done the journey, and you're plugged in, and you're going great. you got fingers coming up now, and you got a little skull coming up, and then you look down, and you think, uh-oh, something's wrong here. I'm not even going to be a girl. I'm not even going to be a guy. I'm going to be a girl. Bummer. Well, it's not a bummer, <laughs> because it, you, but you got to change your blueprint. So your blueprint's right there, and you change it up right now. And, jeez, uh, I'm, I'm going way off on the edge, ain't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you refer to as the trinity formation of human life. So you've got, you've got the, the resources that you take from your mother and father, but then you come in with your own plan. So it's the three elements coming together that actually set the stage for what you can do in life. I understand. Absolutely, absolutely. And you don't know, you don't ever know what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I wanted to be a cowboy when I, when I was a kid. <laughs> I wanted to be a cowboy. And then I found out at my young age <clears throat> that I was Native American. And I said, oh, I was an Indian. Oh, you were on the wrong side. <laughs> that's right. And I went to all my friends, all my cowboy friends, and I said, I'm an Indian. They said, oh, that's great. Time off the tree. They tied me to a tree. And that was at the end of my whole journey right there because they didn't want, I couldn't play cowboys with them anymore. <laughs> oh, so so I, 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 I locked that away for many, many years. I didn't tell anybody I was Native American, not even close to, because I didn't want to get tied up to the tree. Oh, my goodness. Well, Kyle, Fred, we're just going to have to take a short break for a word right. from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back. Silent, the power of silence by Gregory Malouf, founder of the Epsilon Healing Academy. Gregory reveals the secrets to real-life success through his engrossing stories, spiritual insights, and relevant examples from his own personal journey, as well as the experiences of those around him. It is these examples and the simple yet highly effective steps that you will easily integrate into your own life that make Silent so remarkable. Silent answers the most commonly asked questions. How can I consciously create the life I desire? How can I overcome limiting beliefs that hold me back? How can I live free from self-doubt, stress, and anxiety? How can I have more authentic, loving relationships, more wealth, and more energy for what's really important? Silent is an overwhelmingly honest account of Malouf's own struggles from childhood abuse to outstanding success, to personal crisis, and finally to complete self-fulfillment. His story is interwoven with practical advice, inspirational teachings, and motivational exercises, which instantly give you the answers you seek. Malouf has made it his mission to help others understand what is holding each of us back from living life to the fullest. Don't wait. 
Become aware, save what you have, value what is truly important, your innermost desires, and create the life you deserve. Go to www.gregorymalouf.com slash silent offer. That's G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-M-A-L-O-U-F dot com forward slash silent offer. There you'll get more information about Greg and the book Silent, The Power of Silence. We're back. We're speaking with Kahu Fred Sterling about signature cell healing, awakening the chromosomes of youth and vitality. So, Kahu Fred, we were, so we, nicely. <laughs> we were talking about DNA and the chromosomes of youth and vitality. You know, it's interesting. In a, a, an interview I had a, a few months back, they talked about the DNA as being like tubes filled with photons, filled with light. And wow. that kind of fits in with what you describe as the role of the DNA. I never heard of that one. That's beautiful, though. I, um, I never heard of a tube filled with DNA or with uh, photons. photons. Yeah. But photon energy is powerful stuff. It really is. I call it the God Creator's energy, right? Because it's golden particles, and you can. I can tell you this: once you. Um, if you know anything about my system at all, you know that we direct the energies to our, our self through these golden particles of light. And uh, I think that that's beautiful. The, the, the DNA and the blueprints are really powerful stuff. Well, you know, I, I read that visualization. And what happens if you're not very good at visualizing and, and you can't really feel these kind of golden particles coming in through your crown? What do you do then? God bless you, God bless you. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I can tell you this. I don't, I'm not special. I'm really not special. I, I'm not saying that to put myself down or put myself up. Or I'm not special. I'm just a man that believes in what he's talking about. And I can tell you this. If I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> That's the key. I don't care what your background is. If you just come with me, you work with me for a couple of, a couple of days or whatever, and I can tell you it's so empowering. But, but, now, Mary, I want you to hear me say this. I graduated a lot of people over the years. A lot of people have, have come and gone to my whole ser- my, my trainings. And I guarantee maybe as many as 65, 70% actually kept it going after this training. Some people just, they love the training. They come back a couple times and, and so on and so forth because it's, it's such a thrill for them to do and, and be part of this whole process. But you, I'll tell you this, you've got to get your prana breathing. So we spent a lot of time in the seminar talking about prana breathing and actually showing you how it works. And we can show you by putting your hands, taking your hands and putting in front of your face and, and pressing them without touching. And there's so many things you can prove that it's there. And, and uh, well, I can tell you this. That young lady, Wanda, I told you about, she didn't have to be any, any further proof than what she did right there. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thousands of people that I've healed over the lifetime of my, my journey here, it, it's... Um, well, you, you say that prana breathing is sort of the, the core 
of signature cell healing, this, the foundation, if you will. Can you describe for our listeners how you do that? Oh, yeah, I think I can. Let me try it. And I, I don't want to make it, I, I don't put anybody to sleep, but uh, if they could close their eyes for just a moment, you could close yours if you want to. And um, I want you to take a nice deep breath. And continue to do that for just a couple minutes. And the deep breath is when you take it all the way in and you feel it max out your lungs and then you blow out very slow. You take it in through your nose and blow it out through your lips, right? Mm -hmm. And now, after two or three of these things, you're going to find out that it is a powerful antidote for anything that's out of your whack right, right, right now, whether it's your mental world, your physical, your spiritual, your emotional, doesn't matter. You can get this breath coming in, and then, now, uh, when you get this breath coming in, imagine over the top of your head a, a, a golden particles, a, a span of golden particles, and, and bring it down to your crown chakra, and take it down to your brain, into your pineal gland. Which is right at the center of the brain, yeah. Right, right. Bring it down into your carotid arteries and bring it into your chest. Now, if you did this, and you did it as fully as you could, and then you exhale, exhale, exhale it out into your emotional body. Now, this is where it gets interesting, because your physical body is your main state over here on this airplane, right? That your whole thing is in your physical brain. But understand this thing, without the air, without the oxygen, without the full time energy, you don't last very long over here, right? So you get it in and you bring it in, and I can tell you this, your brain, your neuron, your brain neurons, you've also got to know that you've got heart neurons. Now, I've been saying this for 10 years, it's only been about the last five years that you've even admitted it. But understand this, your heart neurons are 5,000 times stronger than your brain neurons. <laughs> now, you, you have to, to, to think of much math, mathematics to figure that out. 5,000 times stronger than your brain neurons? That's right. Because we are basically, we are basically, we are heart energy folks. We are heart energy, heart driven. And understand this thing. When you clean this airplane, and I, I don't mean to be philosophizing or anything like that. But you come into this airplane, you come into a yin-yang reality. Everything has an opposite on this third dimension. Everything. And the third dimension is just the way it is. In this dimension, everything that you're going to have is good, then you're going to have a bad one, too. Every bad you're going to have, you're going to have a good one. Well, I can tell you this. If you could get to this photon energy and get into your heart chakra, and get you the, the mix of this whole thing. And then I can tell you this, you can drive it up your shoulders, down your arms, into your hands, and give it to somebody else right there on the spot. And, and I tell you this thing, I thank you for having me on the program and everything, but I, I could never explain to, to your listeners how powerful this whole process is until you experienced it. 
Sure. You'll know what to do. Sure. Now, you drive um, this energy through the power of your intent. In fact, that's the core of a healer's art. It's the, the, the clarity of their focus and the power of their intent. So what, what is the role of, of intent and also the power of love? How does that combine? That's so beautiful. beautiful. God bless you. I should, I, should, I should have a copy of this article and give it to people. Because the, the power of intent, like I said, in the first day of the seminar, uh, uh, if you want to come, but understand, this seminar is geared to make you into a healer within three to four days. And that's about the most you're going to have right now. But... What I'm telling you right now, you have to use this guide to this whole process to actually bring the, the breath into your body and then get it down in your shoulder, uh, up your shoulder and down into your hands and see your hands get a little pinkish. And, and that's all right because that, uh, this normal happens normally. But then with the, your guide, everything got to be in your, your mind right now. Mm-hmm. So remember this. For these four things we've got, we've got a physical, emotional, a mental, and a spiritual body, right? Mm-hmm. Now, most people accept that fairly light, but, but understand this. You've got the physical, emotional, and the mental body's got two mental planes. You've got your brain right side, inside your head right here, but you also know you've got a higher self right outside your head. But understand this thing. This is where it gets really powerful because when you understand that your brain outside of this this brain inside of your head here you get the power the higher self whatever you want to call it the uh, unseen self and all the other things go along with it but understand this that's where you really find your 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 center of this whole process now um, as i said you get the physical and the emotional body is your love body basically and Remember, I told you when at the beginning of this interview, I told you Master Kill related a lot of his uh, words uh, to uh, relating, relating to Master Jesus. Well, Master Jesus, if you see a picture of him, now you know there's, there's no pictures, but all the artist renderings show a, 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 a energy around him. And people call it the auric field or whatever. I call it your emotional body, basically. And he had this, um, the people that worked with him and the, 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 the ladies that worked with him, they all had fields around them. Well, how did that happen? Why did that happen? Because the people who had to paint them had to paint it as they saw it. Mm-hmm. And what they saw was the emotional body reflecting out of the physical body. And understand this, your question me, uh, not question, but your question of what I was asking is that how do you guide it, how do you direct it? Well, I can tell you this, it takes a, a certain element of belief and security, and I can tell you, there's people standing right in my office right now that have worked here for years. They're looking at me like, oh, you're going way out there, aren't you, Well, maybe I am a little bit, but understand this, these ladies that look at me right now, they know what I'm talking about because they do this every day of the week here at the, the Honolulu Church of Life. I don't spend that much time over here. I'm on the road, but understand that they know what they're doing, and 
that's that's the that's the journey right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, um, Master Kira L says that um, we have uh, we have seven chakras, but as we move into the fourth dimension, uh, there's going to be a shift both in the location of the chakras and the purpose of the chakras. What is the nature of that shift and any idea when it will be happening? Well, I can tell you this, the shift, I've been saying this for like oh, 10, 12 years, something like that, 14 years, whatever. Uh, yeah, I can tell you, um, it is, the shift is already on top of us right now. now if you've heard of people like uh, Lee Carroll or Steve Roth or any of these other people, but these people are already been saying it for some time, and I've been too. The great shift is already on top. It has nothing to do with um, uh, the Mayan calendar or anything else because that was just the, the, the time and frames, you know. But I can tell you this: the shift is the most powerful aspect. Now I can tell you, without going, I don't scare anybody. But if you get, all you do is look around the world right now, right here in America. You can took. Well, I think we are. Um, I, I heard something. Our government's out of business, something like right now, mm-hmm. and that's a horrible thing. But that's that's the part. That's the politic, polit, politics of this this country here right now. But and I don't care what your politics are. But you have to look at the world. People are literally cannot understand what's going wrong with their, their journey right now. And I can understand it because my journey is folded up uh, a couple of times. And, and, but when I talk about the shift and, and the, the consciousness of, of all this stuff is, um, um, it, it's really powerful because if you if you sit around thinking it's going to come to a big boom and everything will blow up, it's not going to happen that way. Mm-hmm. It's going to shift. The fourth dimension is already upon us right now. Third dimension is the the world the duality. The fourth dimension is is the four body process and understanding everything is absolutely perfect as you begin to guide yourself through this whole process. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the the kick right now. Hmm. Getting back to signature cell healing, actually bridging these two notions, you speak of the importance of total focus on the part of the healer and absolute conviction that you can heal a person. And I I believe this is a common theme with just about any healing modality, whether it's alternative or conventional. Now, what do you think is the mechanism by which a person heals him or herself? You you mentioned the word trust. I'm wondering... Mm -hmm if that plays a role. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, now, I, really, I said it, but I don't know because they don't like what I'm gonna say. You don't have to be a social healer. You don't have to be a Reiki healer. You don't have to have a doctorate healer. You've gotta have faith in what you're doing. And if you've got your faith, and you can instill any part of that into your, your client, your healee, then they're gonna get, they're gonna get better. Now, I can tell you this right now, just a few minutes ago, I sit up in my office and my, my little phone, my little cell phone off, and a lady called me from um, Las Vegas, and she said, uh, um, Carl, I'm, I'm, I'm having a terrible time. My face is swelled up, my eyes are getting, I can't see very well, and, 
and I don't know what to do. And I said, well, first thing I called her back, I, I texted her, I said, go see the doctor right now, but I'll send you some energy right now, and you wait a couple minutes and see what happens. So I did some long distance healing on her. Now, I'm, I'm really, I say it now. I'm really powerful with the long distance healing thing. Anyway, about five minutes later, she called and she says, it's working, it's working, and that's great. Now, did I do anything? I did, but I don't, you know, I can tell you this, maybe just that I told her I was going to do it. Maybe that's all the healing she needed, right? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that if she's healed. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. So you go to the doctor, you go to the doctor in Las Vegas or New York or California, wherever you go. You wait an hour, half hour, two hours to get to see the doctor, and then he's going to tell you what's your symptoms. And you say, oh, I got pain right here. Was it a sharp pain or a dull pain? Oh, la, 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 la. And they give you, they want to give you some tests and, and some medications to go home. Well, I, I can tell you this. I never, ever, I would, I would have anybody's head on the platter, as they say, if, if they didn't, they have to talk about the doctor world as well, mm-hmm. because... Um, you know, I, I remember interviewing or, or hearing a talk by a mm-hmm. doctor who, um, medical doctor, who cited a, research, a piece of research when he was a student, whereby they found a correlation, a direct correlation between the confidence that a doctor had that a patient would recover and the patient's recovery rate. So it's, it's essential for any kind of healer to believe, it, it's almost on an energetic level, to hold the energy of healing, of wellness, and then to convey that somehow to the person being healed. So whether that's the placebo effect or, or whether... Uh, you actually get the two of you working together in concert to create this healing. It works. So as you say. Well, I can tell you this. I had this uh, lady just a short time ago. She was in um, uh, Russia. She was in Russia. And uh, she had a pain going down her spine and it it based on on her, her backside, right at the base of her spine. And she couldn't hardly get out of bed. <clears throat> so I did as long as you know, I, I traveled over there, and, and I was going to this, and I looked at her brain, basically. I had a vision of her brain, and not the front lobe, but behind the parental lobe. Uh, parietal? Parietal. 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 See, I don't know the terms. But understand, I, I, something up there, I saw a bunch of nerves that seemed like tangled up and twisted. So I went in there. And this could sound weird, but that's right. I went in there, and now remember, she told me her problems in her lower back, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she been telling the doctor for months of this whole thing. Anyway, I went in there, and I, I just kind of massaged this little thing, look like a little uh, clump of a clump of nerves all twisted up, and and they kind of broke apart. I said, well, "That's cool." So I said, I, "You know, I, it was all over," and I said. Uh, I'll call you in a couple of days and we'll see what's going to happen. Anyway, day and a half later, she called me. She said, Kahu, my back is absolutely healed. I said, what do you mean healed? She said, I haven't had any pain since you did that thing, the clumpy gnomes, what you said. <laughs> clumpy gnomes, not clumpy gnomes. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, that's, 
so you're right. You're absolutely right. But the somewhat, if you understand the body, just understand the body. You don't have to be a, a physical doctor to do it. But the doctors, they knew her pain was, and they did everything. They took up the MRIs and the, the scans and everything out of her lower back and the upper back, and didn't go into her head, but in her head, I found it. So miracles, yes, it is. Miracles, and maybe I'm just a, a lucky, the luckiest guy in the world. I don't know, but I can tell you this. She doesn't need to hear, but she doesn't need to hear it. She, she's happy with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right, too. You know, what healers, you mentioned that people often come to healers when medical science has more or less given up on them. Mm-hmm. And what healers do is give people back hope that they can heal instead of focusing on the on the disease, on the dysfunction, you're focusing on hope, on, on cure. That's, that's fantastic. What is the role of, what's the role of prayer in healing? Prayer, oh my God, it's such a beautiful thing. Now, <laughs> quick story, and school, you know, had the thing called religious classes. I lived in a small town in New York, and uh, it, on Wednesday afternoon, the bell would ring at two o'clock, and we'd be excused from school to go to our religious when, and <laughs> the whole school got to the corner and they all went right. And me and two other friends went left because I was a Methodist and it was a Catholic town, Italian Catholic town. <laughs> Beautiful, but it was Catholic to the wall. Anyway, the, the, the whole understanding is this, that prayer is to me it's not a religious act it's a commitment to what you want to get in your life and prayer only the only thing will do for you is get you to commit to your prayers so if you're doing now lay me down to sleep or our father who art in heaven there probably is not going to be much to it but if you actually pray into this journey and you say i want to pray i'm praying that i'm getting uh, my health backer, uh, you know, we can heal money, we can heal relationships, we can heal physical problems, anything. But understand this, if you're going to pray with me, and you're going to pray with me, and I'm going to pray with you, the next we're going to pray about, we don't care about our Father who art in heaven. It's a good prayer. It's a beautiful prayer for, for emergencies. But the, 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 the prayer is your commitment to your own health, wealth, and well-being. And that's the truth. And I tell you, it's the most important part of this whole process because prayer absolutely, without doubt, is one of the most powerful healing elixirs in the entire world. Mm. Oh, I said it, elixirs. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, see, it's, it's easy for you because I had a stroke, uh, I guess, uh, 2006, and I couldn't even speak after the stroke. You know, I couldn't even... Um, the, the, well, I, I'm really so impressed with how how articulate you are. It's it's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Oh my God, bless you. Thank you. That's a nice thing you said. Anybody said to me. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me, where can people go for more information about signature cell healing other than oh, your book? Yeah. Well, that's. I can tell you this. I, I I'm a little teeny bitty commercial because I'm so proud of this. I have just got with my people last week and we have 
I think we've done the miracles, right? Because right now, if you wanted to take a single cell healing class, it would be about, I'd say roughly about $900 for both levels, first and second degree. And that's a lot of money. I don't care how you cut it. Right now, I've got it down to for $495, you get level one and two, and you get to bring a friend. So it's like $250 a piece. I am so proud of this. <laughs> I am so proud of this. From $900 to $250, it is is beyond my dreams, okay? And you get to be in Hawaii. So where, what's the website that people can find out about it? Okay, you go to singcell.healing.com or to carol.com, either one. You can do it. Okay, so and, that's uh, signaturecellhealing.com or right. kirael.com. That's it. Great. Well, we've been discussing Signature Cell Healing, Awakening the Chromosomes of Youth and Vitality by Kahu Fred Sterling. Kahu, thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you for your, what you're working. I, I, I'm so proud of you, and, and your, your being kind to me is, is an extra special journey. Thank you so much. Next week, our guest is the delightful me, Tracy McCormick, author of My Kitchen Cure, How I Cooked My Way Out of Chronic Autoimmune Disease with Whole Foods and Healing Recipes. She's a total hoot, and I know you'll enjoy listening to her and benefiting from the great wisdom that she has to offer. I'd like to remind you that we have just launched LuminaryVoices.com, our new speakers bureau for transformational speakers and musicians. So if you're looking for talent for your next event or would like to sign up and share your expertise with the world, go to LuminaryVoices.com. And now we're going to close with our track of the week, Breathe by Gina Sitoli.
That was Breathe by Gina C. Tolley, who has just joined us here in Portland, Oregon. You can find out more about Gina on her website, ginacitoli.com. That's G-I-N-A-C-I-T-O-L-I.com. That's it for our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next week, I'm Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review. Goodbye. <laughs>